Stories connect us as humans. A well-told story can motivate and inspire us. Storytelling is the ultimate superpower. Be The Drop is a weekly podcast that investigates how to tell stories that engage. Join me, Amelia Veal, on our shared journey to become better storytellers. In episode 231, PauseFest CEO and founder George Heaton discusses how businesses can reframe the pressures and impacts of COVID-19. He explains how PauseFest 2021 is taking an innovative approach to delivering online conference content and how they'll be using this opportunity as a force for good by donating tickets to broaden the diversity of this year's event attendees. This is George's version of Be The Drop. Are you starting a podcast? Narrative Marketing delivers a full range of podcast production and training options. Visit narrativemarketing.com.au or hit the link in the show notes for more details. George, thank you so much for joining me for our next episode of Be The Drop. Thank you so much for having me. So we're virtually chatting Melbourne to Adelaide and we were just having a catch up around COVID and the navigation of all of that. And we are going to delve into the impact of that on Pause Fest, um, which has been you know, large and will continue to evolve its impact into 2021. But before we do that, I'd like to get the listeners to know a little bit more about George um, and understand your story. So I'm wondering if you've got an item of significance that you can explain that gives us a little bit of context around George and the journey you've been on around what we're going to talk about today. It's uh, it's not really an item, but it's it's kind of like I guess something that really kind of pushes me uh, through and 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 makes me search for things. I'm I'm a seeker for a meaning. Maybe that's too much sort of being too serious, but I try to kind of do the things that are have some significance and, and they mean something to me and mean something to others. That's, I guess, uh, I'm kind of orientated like that. Mm. Oh, George, I actually think that's perfect. And for me, that resonates so well with Pause Fest and the idea around that, you know, Pause Fest uh, has been around for 11 years and obviously that would have been a journey of evolution, but there is very much a sense of, trying to find meaning and a community connection and shared meanings and pushing people to educate and understand different meanings. So I think it's a perfect introduction to you. Maybe before we move on to what's happening with Pause Fest in 2021, could you give us a little, it's hard, I'm sure, to um, distill down 11 years. Um, tell us about Pause Fest and its journey and what you hope it to achieve. Yeah, so I never thought I was going to start a festival. That's for the starters. I um, had an idea with a friend to start collaborating and, you know, everyone's got a side hustle. That's now the thing, you know, pet project was the name back then. And so it was our pet project. And he's like, okay, let's kind of do stuff. You know, we are creatives and we kind of love doing a lot of different set of things on the side. And um, I'm used to be a DJ and run sort of events. And so the, the events is in my blood, I guess. And so I kind of wanted to sort of experiment with an event. And it's got some other, other sort of elements to it, a bit of art, a bit of this, a bit of that. It was meant to be just the one thing, you know, one night. And it turned into seven days of events. And, and I guess it's that search for the meaning and curiosity that made me really look into, so what could this be you know 
but then I had a sort of soft, soft landing, I guess. I was working in, in an agency at the time. I worked for four years in an agency before I actually stepped into like a full time and pause. So it allowed me, allowed me a, a, a great degree to experiment. And I love experimenting. It's like as a creative, creative, we love experimenting. And that's where the, all these beautiful things happen. And a lot of them, well, a lot of things don't. Um, but, you know, it's through that process of just really figuring things out. It's hard to sell something that people don't understand why. And so long, for a long time, um, you know, we, we were just struggling to explain to people what it is and why. I mean, mo- mostly to sponsors, but um, everyone else kind of loved joining us uh, because it's creatives talking about the side hassles and, you know, there's drinks involved and <laughs> you know, <laughs> getting together and there's not much explaining there. But, you know, in terms of really explaining yourself, what is your business model? How are you going to make money and how are you going to move forward? That became hard to really kind of map. There's a few milestones in, 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 in 11 years that, you know, um, were very critical where it was, I was like, this is it. This is the end of the days. And um, it's all or nothing right now. And I feel like almost this is another one of those things. It's all or nothing kind of. And then every time it's kind of better than it was before, you know. But it is, it is that sort of really moment where you kind of stress out of your eyeballs. You don't know what the answer is going to be on the other side. And you have to decide and you have to kind of leap into unknown and yeah, so we, we kind of, uh, we, we brought creative tech and business together, which is a bizarre thing in itself that, you know, C-level uh, sits with creatives and, and, and startups and, you know, they want to sort of learn and listen. And, and now is more narrative like, well, yes, you guys, plus the business people, we all need to sit together. And so, <laughs> you know, it, but we started this long time before. And so this narrative wasn't really there. And so, you know, and talking about challenges. So 2020, I, I, I came across to from Adelaide to Melbourne and it was so great. That was the last event that I've done this year, like, uh, you know, in-person physical events. So you managed to sail through in 2020, but in 2021, for the first time in 11 years, you're looking to move online. Um, and I really like, you know, the, the approach that you're taking with that. Um, obviously, COVID and a lot of um, events had to go online, so there really wasn't that choice or option. But you're looking at this as an opportunity. Again, it's that innovative, you know, looking at a different approach um, and you're looking at, you know, widening up your audience and doing it in a very meaningful way where you're giving 10,000 festival tickets to the not-for-profit sector. So can you explain like why you think it's so important to take to see this as an opportunity and to use it to broaden the diversity of the participant the participants who attend Pause Fest. It was a point in time when we were like, okay, it's gonna be something new. It's gonna be something completely different. Well, not completely different, but in terms of a look and feel and, and sort of experience, it's gonna be a very different event. It's not going to be in person. And uh, this year we also had um uh, a live streaming, but we didn't really tell anybody until the first day of the event. And uh, and that went really well. We got about 10,000 views, which is amazing. Um, and so, yeah, everyone was kind of going online. But instead of, instead of kind of um, copying what was in person uh, to digital, I decided to build 
a whole new experience around the issues and problems that I've seen other events have or have spoken to event organizers trying to find what is the real problem and what are the real issues and how can we then create uh, an event that addresses those issues, but it, it gives that a different kind of uh, experience. And because it's digital, you know, you don't have seats. There's no, you know, capacity issues. Uh, we were like, okay, well, this then has opportunity to broaden our diversity of attendees. But it also opened another opportunity for, yeah, to, for us to kind of go, well, look, we have opportunity to give. Who would be the people that we could sort of partner and, and, uh, and give the tickets to? And so we were thinking, well, if, if we can influence and inspire um, a young person or not even young, like anybody, uh, by attending this event, their life could be changed for good forever, like in, in just that impact. Yeah. Mm. And this the online version gives such a beautiful platform and opportunity for that because you can still engage with your audience that's purchasing tickets, but you've got this really unique opportunity to go, okay, and we're going to support um, people that might be disadvantaged for, you know, any number of reasons and not, as you say, have that financial ability. I think it's a great example to set, you know, and a, a really good um, message for for the businesses and sponsors and people that are participating in Pause Fest to go, oh, yeah, okay, because more and more will move online. And so this is a great example um, to really go, okay, these things we're doing can be used for a force as a force for good. Um, and that's something that really comes through as important to you. Did you want to comment about that? Yeah, well, look, I mean, I think every business should strive for it and show it and be sort of um, more orientated in that way that social impact is important it's not just a marketing thing it's great to lead by example we are doing it and this is what we stand for and we want this and you know when we, we are sort of very proud to 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 be like that you know we are a public event and we've got you know, responsibility to to do something about it. And, you know, throughout your the conversation and, and the 11-year journey, you've really described quite a lot of shifts and changes and reframing. And this is the latest iteration of the reframing and reacting to, you know, what your audience wants and what's happening in the world. What advice would you give to businesses that, you know, are like going, ah, oh, how do we do this agility? How do we reframe? How do we change? Like what is things that you think you've learned that might help other people in embracing that style? Because it's obviously something, you know, you've really embraced and you mentioned challenges. Um, so what are some of the learnings from that? Yeah, well, every business is, is different, of course. Um, but I, I actually love this Jeff Bezos uh, comment. It's just being the customer obsessed. If you are customer obsessed, if you are listening closely to customers and, and, and understanding what their pain points and needs or clients, you know, um, then you can sort of start analyzing that and getting some learnings from it that could then transform into your product or your service. And you can sort of shift your thinking. And it's not easy it's, and it's time consuming and it, it you know, takes time to kind of really, especially for pandemic. I mean, it's it just like in terms of, our industry has been just demolished completely. So we had to re really <laughs> develop a whole new set of everything, even though 
we just finished our marketing strategy and we just finished our new sort of ticketing strategy and we finished all this sort of stuff and that was all back into the bin and then it was like okay let's open new pages and let's kind of start from the beginning so but it's i think listening to customers a lot and just finding out what is it that they want now Mm. and having flexibility and agility as you're saying to evolve and meet those needs and it's interesting because you talked about you know with going online in 2021 that you've gone deep and trying to understand what people need and one of those things that you're looking to try and address is potentially zoom fatigue um you know the online event because there's been so many of them and you want to do this in a really unique and different way so you're reframing even the version of online that people might be familiar with um you know without spoiling all the surprises can you share with us some things that people can expect how are you going to do that differently for 2021 Basically, we are now in a sort of education phase, what we call, um, you know, with every new thing, you need to educate people why and how and, and uh, what. Um, and we understand that, you know, we could have taken what every other event has been like, oh, let's take the technology that's been built out there and just kind of let's populate it with all this stuff. It's going to look like, you know, event. But we didn't choose that. We, we, we built the user experience uh, based on the, the research that we've done. And then we tried to map the technology that can help us deliver that. So we decided to go for 10 days e- event and, and program um, uh, the content in a sort of one to two hours blocks. Um, there's also night and day sort of programming. So if, if you kind of 10 in the morning, you can maybe... Uh, 8 to 10 uh, p.m. after you finish the work or have had a dinner, play with kids a little bit, you can then sort of attend the night uh, sessions. But we also thought of different continents. So the morning is for U.S., the night is for Europe, Asia, uh, that sort of stuff. So we, we thought of a lot of different ways of how, you know, we are online, we are just um, – and our sessions have been shortened down because of that, again – attention span is is not as um, big as uh, when you go to the event uh, people online yeah there's a zoom fatigue for sure we we've gone for keynotes down from half an hour to 15 minutes uh, from panels from an hour to half an hour there's q a's uh, for for those sessions as well but it's forcing people to using the time accordingly and it just flows, you know, we, we were so looking at it as like, we want to create an experience that looks and feels like a TV broadcast. Yeah. And I love that you've really gone and not only just reframed and go, oh, we'll go online, but you've still, you've used that customer and go, what do they need? And how can we actually evolve this and change the reframe, refresh? And then you've gone, oh, and, and there's this extra benefit of appealing to a whole new market, you know, whereas people may have traveled from Europe or America, but that's quite cost prohibitive to attend an event in Australia. So that would have been a big barrier. Now you've gone, well, barrier removed, how are we going to make sure that that we consider those audience needs as well? I think it's a really smart, really savvy way of doing it. I really look forward to seeing how that rolls out and how it comes together. Thank you so much. I mean, we had opportunity to do things and, and, and I've just gone, well, look, we might as well do it, you know, and, you know, we are festival innovation and we do innovate every year. And this is the year that we probably innovated the most because we built this thing from scratch 
um, and we've seen what's not working. We have, I have heard events being advised to do something similar to what we've done and decided not to do it. Um, to whoever I speak to, they say that that's probably the most logical sort of way to run it. So we, we don't know what's going to happen. I mean, the, the interesting thing that we, that, that's happening right now, no one knows what's right or wrong. But what we have done, we've gone back to everybody and listened to the pain points that all other events had and listened to people who attend what they want and what they can give. Um, and then we just sort of merge that into a customer journey and experience that is, well, it is look, looks different because that's what happens when you, I guess, do the research and listen to people. So we didn't try to just kind of go, oh, this is how it usually would be. We actually tried to sort of go, well, this is not a usual time, you know. So we were sort of trying to do a lot of different things and play along with, you know, what is this new lifestyle that everyone has and what's the capacity that people can actually give you. I love the detailed and thoughtful and logical. As you said, somebody said, oh, that seems so logical. And it does. And I'm thinking, why are more people not doing it this way? It, it makes sense. But I suppose the change has been so rapid and the evolution was kind of forced on us in many ways. So, I, But I think it's great that you've really embraced that and reframed and, you know, reinvigorated and, you know, trying something something different and new. And as you say, you don't know how it will work. Um, but I think you've really put the thought and effort into making it the best for, for the audience and delegates. So I think that's really important. Um, George, thank you so much for joining me. In conclusion, though, can I get you to finish with your be the drop tip? So that's your top tip for communication that motivates and inspires others. Well, I think it needs to come within the person you know, to move the mountains, to create the waterfalls, to do all this sort of stuff, you need to have desire, a passion, a drive, a motivation, and then through that to inspire others to move them too. Um, which I guess, again, also will save you every time that when things like this uh, pandemic hit and it's hard in your business, you can come back to and understand why are you doing what you're doing. If, if you have that sort of passion and desire, it's so much better and easier, uh, I guess, for individual and everyone else to kind of be inspired by you. Mm, I love it. Follow the passion and fire within, George. Thank you so much. Um, and I'm really excited to see Pause Fest 2021. Thank you for inviting me. This is very lovely. I enjoyed it. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Be The Drop. Don't forget to subscribe in order to ensure you never miss out on one of our weekly episodes. Be The Drop is produced by Narrative Marketing, where we believe that stories connect individuals and that powerful storytelling can positively impact the world. To unleash your storytelling superpower, visit narrativemarketing.com.au or check out our social links in the show notes. To contact me directly with any specific comments you have, you can email me via amelia at narrativemarketing.com.au. And don't forget that whilst a task or challenge may seem overwhelming, a waterfall begins with one drop and look what comes from that. This is a Narrative Network podcast.